1993, Final Approach changed the way we hunt waterfowl. Now, over 25 years later, we're back at it. My name's Mario, host of the FA Podcast. Let's talk waterfowl tips, tricks, tactics, and more. It's all going down right here with the Final Approach Podcast. All right, we'll get it cranked up. As always, FA Podcast. Powered by some of our great partners like Federal Ammunition and Weatherby, and of course Rogers Sporting Goods, and my buddy Tyler up at Sask Goose Company up in uh, Saskatchewan. We are going to call Matt. Hello, Matt. Hey, what's up? What's up, buddy? How are you? Oh, not too bad. Good, good. All right, folks, we get a treat. We're going to talk to Matt from High Prairie Sportsman. If you are on YouTube, or you go through Instagram or any of the social stuff, you can see uh, Matt's channel in there and his platforms and everything else going on. And like I, I, I guess I, I'm kind of making my way through all the Flyway Collective guys. We had Josh obviously on last year and whatever, and now it's like FA starting to do more stuff with you know certain guys, and and uh, so now I'm after all you guys get your get you guys on and uh give you guys some love so it's a good thing yeah sounds good so you are in nebraska correct matt yep for all the folks out there and you know how about give us a little story about you and you know how you got started like what 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 got you on because YouTube was the first thing, right? Yeah. Uh, so I guess we always talked about it, you know, me and some buddies that went hunting back in college about, you know, how we should film those, film our hunts just to remember them better and uh, sure. go back and rewatch them. And that, that, I mean, that was, shoot, that was back 2011, 2012, somewhere <laughs> way back in there. And we had a Facebook page under a different name. I don't, I don't even tell you what it was now. Yeah. But, uh, changed that up and uh 2017 i bought my first gopro didn't know what i was doing and uh just kind of went from there and you know trying to trying to capture memories but also help new people get into if not duck hunting just the outdoors in general because we do need more hunters out there um both you know conservation-minded individuals to save the resource basically yeah i mean listen the no matter how you look at it the uh the sportsmen always are the ones doing the conservation, putting their time in, uh, taking care of, you know, being stewards of the land, you know, helping every critter out there. Uh, you know, no matter if you chase it, you don't chase it. Like, like we're just, we're just that, you know, we're, we're that guy, that lady, we're that person, uh, who does stuff like that. And, you know, I always, you know, I don't know. You always get the flack and the feedback from, you know, somebody who's like, oh, you guys are just out to kill stuff and this and that. But they truly, truly don't understand, you know, the amount of time that we put into, you know, helping the resources and and doing all that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's just I mean, a week you could do a whole podcast or YouTube video even about it, about uh, just what all hunters and their dollars do cool. you know if, you, if you're members of conservation organizations like ducks unlimited delta waterfowl pheasants forever just to name a few you know those organizations do so much good as well as you know just purchasing ammo purchasing guns purchasing hunting gear you know there's there's all kinds of taxes and, that's right and then your hunting licenses of course as well all that money goes towards wildlife conservation yeah, I Which mean, is a good thing. there's there's no doubt, you know, and I, I remember, um, I don't know, I ran into somebody, they they do a, a huge bird festival here uh, in Oregon, like right by me, and uh, I remember going to it and I was having a conversation with uh, a lady who was like, oh, so what do you guys do? You know, and and the refuge and everybody wanted us there, we were doing like dog demos and, and, and calling stuff with the kids, and you know, it, it, it wasn't about... It wasn't about killing stuff, right? And of course, I get into a conversation with a lady, and she's asking me stuff. But then she's like, "All you guys do, you know, you 
you know, all you're out to do is kill and all this other stuff. And I was like, I was like, yeah, that's not true. And I was like, I was like, and let me ask you a question. I said, so when you come onto the refuge with your camera or your binoculars, uh, cause this is a, this is a federal refuge we're at. Right. So I said, do you pay anything to come on the refuge? And she was like, no. And I said, do you want to know whose money paid for you to come on here for free? And she's like, I don't know. And I said, that was duck hunter dollars and migratory bird stamp dollars that lets you come on for free. And, and, and then she was just like, yeah, she had no, she, she had no facts for me, bro. I got her. (laughs) And that was, that was that. All right. So we don't want to, we don't need to get off, like you said, in a, in a, in a a conservation tangent and off it. it, It's very much important. So that kind of got you into it, getting new people in. So is there, is there anything say that you focus on, you know, some of the channels are, you know, focused on this. Some of the guys figure out this. So is there anything like, like what's your, I don't know, you know, I don't know. I don't want to say mission, but what's your focus? Let's say, is there something like that? I guess, you know, I just more, more than anything, I like to just capture the memories, but I also, um, you know, I want to show people that, you you don't have to go out and you don't always have to shoot limits to have a good time. You know, and I see this complaint so often on social media is duck hunting videos or hunting videos. It's always, you have to have an animal, you know, you have to shoot an animal to have a great time hunting. And that is not true because there's so much more to that. And, you know, it it, it is harder to make uh, engaging content for lack of a better term, I guess, you know, people, uh, it's hard to see what you're seeing out there other, you know, a lot of people, they want us to see birds or deer or ducks or whatever being shot. That's, you know, the, that's what they want to see. Other people want to see beautiful cinematography, seeing other wildlife from the duck line. You might see a deer yep. or birds or whatever. I mean, there's so many different people that watch different videos. You can't cater to all of them. But, Agreed. Uh, Agreed. you know, if, if, if people take one thing away from my videos, I guess it's, you don't always have to shoot a limit. You don't even have to shoot a bird to have a good time. I, I say it all the time. You know, I might shoot one bird. That's a good day in my book. Like it, it's more about being out there and just experiencing nature for me. There's no doubt. I mean, I, I, I got into, uh, I got into a conversation with Titus at, at mid Valley mercenaries. Right. So we had him on, uh, and the thing that I talked to him about, you know, cause I, I was like, I was like, what got you into it? You know, and I asked him a couple of the same questions because I, I want I want the background of everybody. I want the, you know, the, the people that listen to our podcast, you know, know you guys and what you guys are up to and what you guys do and stuff like that. And and just going and, and talking to him and kind of getting his feedback, you know, it, it it's just like he's he's in California, so it's a totally different outlook. You have a totally different outlook. And when I was telling him when I got into watching videos and it was and and anything hunting tv video um you know any kind of content like i always look at the i'm a scenery guy like like i want to see like okay they're hunting in montana you know and this was obviously a long time ago i've never been to montana i want to see what montana looks like you know i want to see what kansas looks like i want to see what missouri looks like like all this stuff like i would just be tuned in to see these places as i was growing up going man, at some point I'd like to go there. You know what I mean? So to me, it was always a scenery thing and how, you know, and how, you know, of course the birds and everything else, like everything doesn't have to be dying, but just, just the scenery and a different place that I could like, you know, mysteriously go off to watching this. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I I completely understand. Like, uh, so this past year I went to Wyoming, hunted Wyoming for waterfowl for the first time ever and hunted, below some mountains like we were goose hunting and there was mountains in the background and that was one of the coolest places i've ever hunted just because of like you're saying that scenery i love just hunting new areas seeing new areas like that um and i hope i can you know hunt other places like that you know michigan for example they have all those early fall you watch uh jordan from duck gun chronicles videos up there yep and they got all those bright reds and yellow tree you know leaves on the trees it looks like a beautiful place to hunt oh yeah so yeah, we had 
we had all that in in Pennsylvania where I grew up. Like you, you when the season would turn, man, you would just like the woods just kind of. Uh, it was just like a picture. It was unbelievable the colors. There's no doubt. And I know, like you said, they get that up there. They get it in Ohio. You know, there's so many places like that. And that's, you know, that's what's that's what's cool about stuff like that. And and Wyoming's kind of a sleeper for waterfowl because you know it's got great big game, you know, and great great all around stuff, but it's a sleeper on waterfowl. I'm not saying it's, it's like unbelievable, but there, there's some cool places in Wyoming. No doubt about it. No doubt. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm, we're probably, well, we're slated to head out there in December. Cause that's where Weatherby's at. So we're going to go to the office, pick up the guys. And then we're supposed to go down to the Torrington two shot. So we're going to be in the two shot goose contest, which is like a big fundraiser and stuff like that. So I'm pumped for that because we go down to the office at Weatherby and Sheridan and we do all that kind of stuff down there, but we're always jumping back and hunting in Montana or doing whatever. So this will actually be the first time I'll hunt in Wyoming. So I'm, I'm pumped for that this fall. So I'm, yeah, another place that I've never been. Check it off and can't wait to see it, you know? So I'm with you on that. Yeah. Yeah, it, anymore, you know, that's kind of what I'm doing. I'm trying to just hunt a few new states each year. Uh, obviously, I love Nebraska, I love Kansas, and now I love Wyoming as well. But I always want to, you know, I'm trying to expand more and more and just see see new areas and check, you know, cross off more states to my list. Well, I mean, here's here's another thing, and this is for guys that are, uh, and we'll get into this in a minute, because you do, I mean, the majority, if not all your hunts are public. Am, am I right? There's, Yeah, I'd say probably the majority of them. I, I mean, I, I'll see you on some, you know, like, I'll see you in the middle of some place that's in the middle of nowhere, and I'm like, you know, there's no way this is a lease, because it is 100% in the middle of jack (laughs) you know what i mean so there's cool stuff like that and the cool thing about like you said hitting other states and going is like you get to go see something else you might go you know see and and shoot a couple different birds because i gotta think like nebraska you guys are not really strapped but it's canada geese mallards and a couple other ducks not everything is that the case where you're at oh you could so it kind of varies. Um, Do you guys so like get, early season yeah. October? Um, you can get a wide majority of ducks in the uh, sandhills, like canvasbacks, redheads, oh, mallards, cool. pintails, all of it. Um, and then in the rainwater basin areas as well, you know those early they're all brown. They're not sure. fully plumed out right. by any means, but there's a wide majority. And then once it gets colder, most of those move out and it's right. mallards and Canada's. Yeah, yeah. So that's what you're which. You know, that's a horrible thing to be stuck with. But if you're stuck with that, that's that's still <laughs> yeah. that's still not too bad. You know what I mean? Now, do um, like where you're at, do the, the, the cranes come through where you're at? Unfortunately, you guys cannot shoot any cranes at yeah. all. Yeah, we get oh, cranes geez. through here heavily. Oh. I mean, I've had them. I've had them in shooting distance before. And oh, yeah, we can't can't do anything about them. Nebraska is like the only state. Yeah. Like I think every other state around us has a crane season. Yeah. yeah. Well, the whooping cranes just slide down and come through Nebraska heavily. I mean, there's not a lot of them, but the whooping cranes come down there. That's why they don't, which I don't know how you can mistake a whooper for a sandhill because, let's see, one's gray and one is as bright white as possible. So I know that's a tough one. You know what I mean? Yeah. (laughs) Holy crap. That's, I mean, that's, that's a shame because you guys, you, even if they, you know, gave you guys whatever, a couple of year or whatever, it would be so cool for you guys because that is like, that, that is no doubt the best eating bird ever. There's no doubt about it. I don't, I don't care what anybody says. It is a steak. There's no doubt about it. So that's, that's that what of, I keep hearing. And oh. it's, it's on my list. I, I want to get one at some point. So have hopefully to. this upcoming season have a chance to, but we'll you, see. You absolutely have to, because it is, it's insane. You're like, this is not a crane. There's no way this is a crane. So, uh, it is, it is unreal. So what's on your, uh, what's on your list as far as what are you chasing? Do you have stuff on your schedule this, this year of what you're going to try to go and do a little preview for, 
for everybody out there that follows the channel and what you know what you guys do or what you do I should say yeah so I mentioned hunting a new state one that I've never hunted is North Dakota I'm uh, right now planning on going up there for their early goose season sometime in August oh nice uh, extend the waterfowl season a yeah. little more for me yeah um, after that you know we got teal season hopefully we get water here in Nebraska we've been in a bad drought for a couple of years now and it's starting we're starting to get some storms through where some you know some of the wetlands are filling back up but a majority are pretty dry still um and then then just around nebraska hit wyoming kansas that's about as far out as i have planned right now yeah and with <clears throat> with gas and everything going in a upward direction it's a little tough to be planning stuff and seeing where you can go it's like it's yeah. absolutely insane right now, but you know, listen, we, we do what we do. We're going to chase them. We'll chase them as far as we can go and, and we'll, we'll still be okay. So that, that's no problem. Is there uh so let me ask you this. Is there, is there a bird you haven't checked off? I mean, I'm sure there's, there's a bunch, you know, unless you, you know, you're on the 41. Is there, is there something that you have not checked off that you're like dying to check off? Yeah, I mean all the all the sea ducks. Obviously, oh, I really yeah. want to get a king eider. Oh. Uh, need to save up some money for that though. Uh, as far as in Nebraska, it would probably be a like a very nice plumed out pintail drake. Mm. I've shot pintail drakes, but they don't ever have a sprig. Even yeah. if I get one late season, all mine are like eclipse young of the year birds. So I've yet to get one with a full nice sprig for the wall. So yeah. I, I'd probably have to go with that. There you go. And usually and usually on the sea ducks when you go and do that, you could usually check off a bunch on that trip. You know what I mean? Because if you yeah. if you go, you usually can run through a bunch. Like whether you go east or west uh on the coast, you usually can check off a good portion of those. Uh so that that's definitely, you know, when you go and do that, that's doable. You'll be able to chalk a couple off. That's no problem. That'll be good. Yeah, the pintails. Unfortunately, bro, we we have them here thick as thieves. So, <laughs> oh, and we geez. got like, you know, I, I always tell everybody like, you know, uh, Thomas Jefferson when he signed the the Declaration. There, he was using a pintail feather from Oregon. I can pretty much tell you he was using a sprig because that sucker was long. <laughs> <laughs> so, we get some pretty good oh. ones here. So, uh, so yeah, that's what we we definitely take pride in that late late season. They just get better and better. So, but I'm excited. We got a couple trips planned, and we're actually going to head to Nebraska. So hopefully, hopefully we can hook up with you in November, and and that'll be a state. I'm trying to think. Let me think. I don't, I don't think I've hunted. I don't think I've hunt. No, let me think. I've hunted Nebraska, but it was not. It it was like. We we went on a trip. This was years and years ago, and it's like we're gonna hunt this big reservoir, and we're gonna we're gonna just hammer the birds, big spread, big boat blinds, <laughs> and it started getting cold. And he's like, "Oh my god, it's gonna be incredible." My buddy Mike Miller, and it's like we're gonna we're gonna smash him. And then like week before the trip, it's like uh, the reservoir is frozen, and I was like, "Bro, didn't you tell me the reservoir hasn't frozen like ever?" in in like anybody's life and he's like yeah it's frozen and i was like oh you gotta be kidding me so we went all the way out there and we shot a couple ducks but it was not it was not the way it should have been and we struggled it was rough i mean it was a cool Ooh. trip and all that but man we got we got our ass handed to us there's that's just what it was so so hopefully i can redeem myself coming over there uh you know in november we'll see we'll see what we we'll see what we get so yeah yeah, hopefully we get some uh, that first push, first couple pushes of mallards down by then. Yeah, and I'm cool. I don't, I don't, I just want to see something different and and you know hunt the plat. Like we didn't hunt the plat. Like I'm excited to do that. I want to do that. So I'm pumped about a couple things. So we got a couple different trips that that should be pretty good. So I'm excited for the I'm excited for the year. Now are you um, are you putting up? Oh, like anything else other than waterfowl? Are you are you doing any? You know, some of the guys throw some fishing stuff up. I I know Titus is like throwing dog training up right now because that's timely. You know, is there anything else you're trying to do to keep keep the channel going and keep you know keep people engaged and chasing you and watching you? 
Uh, yeah, I'm here and there. I've got uh, some like unboxing and review videos oh, yeah. uh, coming out, and then uh, uh, I've got some like older hunt or well hunt videos I haven't dropped yet that oh, I'm cool. saving back for you know get everyone back in the duck season mood there's no like doubt. i am already yeah i know it's always it's always in the mood i know it's it, you know you just got to keep them keep them going i know we have a couple more to drop uh and then we got well there's a lot of new gear coming so there's a lot like once the new gear starts dropping it's going to get it's going to get real ugly real quick because there's a lot going on so this is going to be another another big year with with gear and so hopefully you guys will get you know some new things that you can use that you'd like whatever that can help you in the field so we're we're kind of excited about the direction and where we're going so and having all you guys kind of help and support help so you know we're we're all grinding as hard as we can so yeah it's a good deal um <clears throat> Did you, what did you use last year? You just used some of the floaters or what were you using last year? I don't even, I don't even, I know you uh, used the silhouettes. I know you did that cause you did a bunch of that. Um, yeah, I was using the, the flock mallards. I really like those. Oh yeah. Uh, the teal and then all the puddle duck species, the widgeon, pintail and the gadwall. Yeah. Those pintail are pretty. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Are, did you have nice. the fully flock mallards or just the flocked head ones? Just the flocked head. Yeah. Yeah. They held like, up pretty good for you. Everything held up. I mean, we haven't seen any issues or nothing. We're, you know, we've been grinding pretty hard on on production and what, what things are looking like and how they last. So I think we're in good shape. So. No, yeah. They're, they're still, they still look good. The, I really liked the weights that came with them. Those, oh, yeah. No, like no memory. Um, that was a lifesaver compared to the old Texas rigs that I oh. made back in the day. Yeah, I mean the the I mean the the cable, the coated cable with the coated weights is without a doubt, I, I will say on that, that is very cool. And it's it helps from just like for me in the boat, it just helps for stuff not getting tangled up, like truly not getting tangled up, right? And and the weights are banging on stuff, they're coated, so you're not like hammering anything, even just the boat itself or any, you know what I mean? Like it really saves some gear and some dings. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, a lot of thought goes into, you know, the stuff that we're trying to do. So yeah, I'm glad, I'm glad you're using that stuff and, and it's helping and, and working. So, I mean, that's the kind of stuff, you know, we want to hear. And, you know, we always say, you know, the Facebook and Instagram, all our channels are open for anybody to ask and, ask for something, do something, uh, you know, they're always, there's always a, Hey, can you guys make this? And it's like, if it makes sense and we can sell it, you know, in somewhat of a mass, you know, production, we'll do it, you know, if it makes sense. So, and there'll be a couple new things that answer some questions this, this fall. So I'm excited about that kind of stuff. So, and then we're going to do some more stuff on the, on the silhouette side with, uh, with some other stuff. So you'll be excited about that stuff coming too. So it'll be good. Sweet. Yeah, it'll be good. And we got a couple tricks up our sleeve, so uh, on some clo- <laughs> on some clothing stuff and some other things. So yeah, I know you probably get a couple sneak peeks here and there. So we're excited, we're excited, and we got cranes. So if you ever get on that crane hunt, uh, we got some sand hills. So all right, that'll uh, we use them in Canada, and uh, the guys down in Texas and Oklahoma run them, and uh, yeah. So far, so good on the cranes. It's been pretty good. Guys are pretty, pretty pumped about those and fully flocked on the whole deal. So that's pretty neat. So um, on the channel, give us all the info for where everybody can go and check everything out just so they know as we're talking so they can come see you. Yeah, so uh, YouTube, High Prairie Sportsman, and then Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter also under High Prairie Sportsman. Um, and I'm also in the process of taking over the Foul Front podcast, so hopefully get all the logistics sorted out there and uh, have that up and running here within a month or two. Cool. What's the podcast called? What's that one? Foul front. Foul front. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. Does, did somebody else have that or what was, I don't know that. Yeah. One. My, my buddy started it years ago. Uh, it's kind of just sat there for probably a year and a half now. And 
he got busy with life, asked me if oh, I wanted yeah. to take over. I was like, yeah, I can, you know, I can do that. <laughs> like, I don't have enough stuff going on already. But, uh, yeah, so we're just working on getting everything transferred over and set up, and we'll be off, off and running here soon, hopefully. Well, I mean, it could be worse. You could have to uh, not talk about hunting all day. I mean, could things could be worse. <laughs> so, you know. Now, now, Titus has a regular job, and I'm talking to everybody. So do you have a regular job as well outside yep. of – Okay. Do you want to say what you do at all or no? I don't want to get uh, I, too personal. I, I leave it uh pretty, you know, pretty vague. I don't just say I work in agriculture. Perfect. Um, yeah. Yeah. So. There you go. So, yeah. So you're, you're grinding a nine, I don't want to say nine to five, but yeah, you're grinding a day job and then doing all this stuff when you can, you know, and, and pushing and yeah, I mean, that's as busy as you can get. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, I, I do work a forty-hour work week. I'll say that, but uh, yeah. and then you know you come home and you uh, do more of this. So do uh, do the editing, all that good stuff. But it, it's fun. It's fun. Keeps you out of trouble, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, are you married, Matt, or no? Nope, nope. I have a girlfriend, uh, but and she puts yep. up with all the duck hunting. She knows already. Well, oh, we, we haven't got there yet. This will be our first season. So, <laughs> well, it's good because here's the deal: if she can get through the season, right, she'll understand like what every fall is like, and she'll just get you know she'll just get a whole preview, like a front row seat to what goes on and you know the life that a waterfowler leads. You know what I mean? It just is what it is. So, and if she can <laughs> yep. make it through that. Like, there you go, you know? Believe yep, me. So. <laughs> been there, been there, done that, buddy, long time ago. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a grueling, crazy life and, you know, lots of early mornings. And they're, you know, they, they say to you, like, you are nuts. And, you know, the response <laughs> is 100%. I am. <laughs> yep. That's what takes I... Uh, a, <laughs> takes a special kind of person to go out and sit in, you know, sub-freezing temps and snow for... <laughs> half a day or the whole day <laughs> there's but no doubt there's no doubt love it. yeah i mean listen the guys that are the guys that are waterfowl nuts uh, you know i was i was talking to the other guys that that we've all had podcasts with and everybody always comes back the thing that i always say is is the only other group that's close to being and i say close to being as nuts as us is like the archery guys because they are very focused they practice a lot you know it's it's a lot of it's a lot of time you know, making sure all your stuff is, you know, trail cameras, like the whole deal. And then the archery side is just a whole other thing with it. You know what I mean? Shooting and, and everything else. And they're very particular about their gear and stuff like that. And we are too, to the, to the, you know, to overload. And then we're just going obsessed. We have a long season and we smash our gear. We're just, yeah, we're hard on everything and we're nuts. So yeah, I don't think there's another group that you know, maybe somebody could, you know, send me a text or an email or tell me like if somebody else is crazier, but I, I haven't met anybody crazier than waterfowl guys, <laughs> you know, I don't know. Yeah. So, um, so as far as your, like say you're chasing public or doing something is it, as the season goes, are you looking for, like, do you have your, you know, cause you've been in Nebraska most of your life or all your life? My whole life. Yeah. So you probably have it kind of nailed down to a point of like, you know, in this, say this refuge or this management area or this public, you know, this is starting to buzz. This one over here is starting to buzz. We got a bunch of birds in. So are you methodically kind of chasing it that way? Oh, and, or how do you look at the season when it, when it kind of kicks off when you're at home? I guess like, well, in the summer, I kind of use uh, fishing trips as a scouting tool mm -hmm. uh, just to see water levels. If there's good water levels in different areas, uh, you know, I'm just a lot of experience. And then uh, I've, I've got, you know, I've got family and friends across the state, so I can just, you know, either they come out and hunt with me or I can join up with them. But we kind of right. keep in touch with scouting reports and all that good stuff. Oh, that's huge. Uh, yeah, the scouts yeah, that everywhere. Helps a ton. <laughs> Well, and listen, the water, the water, that's a huge thing because some people, you know, a lot of different places are getting into, like right now we're getting a ton of water still. So we're going to be like absolutely overload. 
uh, when the season starts. Like it's not going to dry up by the time. So we're going to have a lot of water to start. There's some places like you're saying, not a lot of water. I would ha- I would rather have low water or not a lot of water just because I know it's going to concentrate them, but it's also going to concentrate the hunters. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. So, so, but I, I do agree with what you're saying as far as checking in the summer, seeing what's going on if you are in a situation like that. So that's a, a great tip for everybody listening. Like, you know, do yourself a favor in the summer. And as you, you know, if you fish or you just get the boat out and stretch it or, or whatever, you know, that's a great time to start peeking at, you know, oh, we used to hunt this place, but it is bone dry. So now, you know, like nothing's happening there unless, you know, you guys get a crazy storm or you get a pile of water or whatever. So, and that'll help you make, you know, make the right moves and kind of, you know, it's, I guess at that point, it's about not wasting time or an effort. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. And, and having the eyeballs and the scouts and everybody and talking to people, I mean, that's, I mean, heck, that's going to save you. That's going to save you travel gas. I mean, especially this year, it's going to be tough. So, so yeah, reach out, you know, and that, that's the thing with everybody else, like network, network with your guys and gals, make sure everybody does their part and help each other out and go for it. So, um, let me ask you this, what is like around by you and we don't have to get specifics and names and stuff like that. I don't, I don't want to dime anything out, but what is the public pressure like where you're at? Like when you're out, like throughout the season, is it heavy all the time? Is it on and off? You know, what's it, what's it like in your area? It seems to be like early season, especially really heavy, um, it kind of once, you know, once deer season opens up and pheasant season, there just there just to be so many other seasons open up that it kind of lightens up. But it's it's pretty constant throughout, I would say. But yeah. it's definitely heavier towards the opening of the season. Yeah. And you know, I'll I'll put on the miles. I'll go walk or kayak a couple miles just to get away from people if I can. Yeah. Um, or drive somewhere completely different if if that's a possibility just i'd rather shoot one duck with no one else around than six ducks <laughs> you know completely in a war zone so. I, to- I totally <laughs> said that last podcast you're so funny like i told i totally already said that i said i would that that's why like like titus was saying uh he said the boat the boat is my lease he said and i was like i got gotcha, you i got gotcha. you he said so i pay for the boat instead of paying for lease and i could go wherever i want and I 100% agree with that because when I take the boat, it is like, it's like, oh, we think we've come to the, you know, the farthest spot where there's nobody and there's somebody and now we're going to go further. And if somebody's there, we're going to go further. So it's like, you know, the boat gets me away, you know, because yeah. I would rather do the same thing. I'd rather, I'd rather shoot a couple birds like right in my face than like be in the war zone and just like combat shoot. Like I just, if you know, listen, and some guys have to do that and listen, my hat's off to you, you know, go for it. Like do your thing. And I just, you know, I just, I just don't want to do it. It's just a preference and that's it. And it's no knocks against anybody that does that. Because like I said, you do what you got to do, have fun, enjoy it any way you can. I don't care what you do. I don't care if you jump shoot them. I, I don't care what you do. Go enjoy it you know, be ethical, have fun. And that's all I care about. So that's, that's where I'm at on that. But hundred percent, like I, I would definitely rather do that. Um, so when pheasant season opens, because what's bigger pheasants or deer in Nebraska, because pheasant season is bananas, isn't it? It used to be where oh. there's not as many as there. I mean, that's a shame. Eastern Nebraska. There's hardly any now. Oh my God. Uh, so deer season's probably the biggest, the biggest thing right. statewide. Yeah. I mean, when we, when, I mean, you can imagine if you've heard anything about Pennsylvania, but when, when deer season would open, it would be, let me think, it would be, I believe the, it would be the Saturday after Thanksgiving, right? So it would be November, whatever, right? It would be the Saturday after Thanksgiving. And then Monday, Monday, there'd be no boys at school. Like everybody would still be at deer camp. So they just eventually made Monday like a holiday. So, cause nobody showed up and then the girls figured out what to do. And they're like, yeah, we're going to deer camp too. We're not coming to school. So, uh, so deer season there is insane. So when deer season would start, that's when me and my brother would just 
absolutely smash the birds because there would be literally no one. You know what I mean? All the yeah. cornfields for geese and little spots for ducks and everything. Everybody was up in the mountains and the hills chasing deer and all this other stuff. And we would just, man, it was like we had the place to ourselves. It was, it was so great. It was so incredible. So <laughs> I, I do remember that. But like you said, but deer hunting there, that's the thing. So maybe th things like you said kind of lighten up then and you get to do a little bit more. And I'm sure, you know, you have your, you know, guys who get busy and then the weather hits and, you know, you know, the hardcore guys come out when the weather hits. I mean, you got to be, and you guys get some real weather there. Yeah. I mean, it, it gets cold and I've, you know, I've hunted, I don't really use a blind too often or have access to blinds even right, right. Um, like, a, like a heated pit blind or anything. But, uh, you know, I've sat out in negative temperatures before just by myself to shoot ducks, you know, just sitting in cattails and no one else is out there. <laughs> You're so the I, only nut there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm the only nut. Yeah, they're probably all nice and warm at home, and I'm freezing out there. But. Yeah, but yeah, but if any of us were there, we'd be we'd be sitting ten feet apart from you in our little spotch <laughs> of cattails. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I I'd prefer the. I mean, I prefer that to what we got now. It's you know ninety degrees. I yeah, I'm not a fan of the heat at all. So ready for the cold. Yeah, I would I would trade that in definitely. I mean, we um, we hunted. Uh, this past season we were on, uh, a little, uh, well, they call it a river, but I say it's a Creek in Montana, anything that I can walk across and like not drowned or not even like, you know, anything like that's a Creek to me. So, but they said it was a river, so I took their word for it, but, uh, super cold. It was like minus 10 and the dog was like freaking, he was a popsicle and coming in and out of the water, but it, the scenery it, there was like a heavy mist the night before and all the trees had this like frost on it. It was insane. The scenery, absolutely. Everything was white. It was insane. So like stuff like that, that's, that's the stuff that I just kind of live for and just, you know, just sit oh, in yeah. it and just enjoy it. It's so, that's like my favorite. There's no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, like I, you know, I like those hunting those days where it's like a, a heavy snowfall, or honestly, when a blizzard's a, approaching, like <laughs> no snow starting, and then it yes. just picks up, and the birds just come out of like they just show out of, up out of nowhere. Like that is probably one of my favorite times to hunt. I, I will, I will absolutely freaking sign off on that and and co-sign that because we. When me and my brother were in Pennsylvania, like we would get a ton of snow. We would get a ton of snowstorms, and literally, and now this is a long time ago. And we figured out, like, we're watching this happen all the time, and we're like, you know, we're watching the news, and we're like, we're like, it's supposed to the blizzard's supposed to kick up, you know, like say Thursday night, right? And it's like we got to hunt Wednesday or Thursday morning because it's going to kick up in the afternoon. The barometer's going to drop. The, the the whole bottom's going to fall out, and the birds are going to go crazy. And we we figured that out, thank God, from you know trial and error and watching things and whatever. But one hundred percent going right before you know that huge storm front, whatever, the birds just go like they just lose their minds. Yeah, yeah, it's it's some of the best hunting you can get. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind that one bit. That's definitely the time to sneak out and, you know, listen, there's weather apps. There's, you know, there's so many things, you know, you have your mapping, you know, uh, apps you have, oh my God, there's so much stuff. I mean, we had none of this stuff, you know, when we were younger and obviously technology is awesome. So there's so much stuff at a hunter's disposal to use and to learn and like, you know, like you're talking about, like you, you do reviews, you do this, you do that. Like guys could go on the YouTube channels everywhere and learn, learn something, learn this, learn that. So there's no excuse for not being like an equipped, you know, fairly good hunter, you know, in this day and age with so much that's out there. It's insane. Oh yeah. There's just, like you said, there's just, just technology alone, just game changer. Um, what do you think, let me ask you this. I've asked a lot of people like almost the same question. Give me like, say it, like, give me maybe your top three of things like since you've been hunting, right? Since you've been waterfowl hunting that have changed 
the, like the way you waterfowl hunt, like, like in, just a game changer idea. So I've been uh, going out since I was three. Um, so I can actually remember picking up or my dad picking up like a lucky duck or robo duck or whatever they were called 100%. back then. And just how amazing they worked those first couple of years. Now it's, you know, it's hit or miss. Teal love them. But it is that, I mean, you'd see mallards a mile high that first year oh. when they came out and they just all would cup in. It was crazy. Um, so I'd, I'd say that is probably the biggest one I could, you know, right off the bat. Every, um, everybody, everybody has answered that question the same way. Like there's always been a couple <laughs> other answers, but like, that is always in the top three if it's not number one. There's no doubt about it. That has just changed everything so insanely. Yeah. 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 But but now they're, like, so widely used. You know, most times I don't even put them out. I'll just use, a, like, a motion ducks or jerk yep. string. Yep. Yeah, I mean, listen, we're we're – Oh my God, we're like one of the last states to not have battery operated. So everything we do is pull string, whether it's pull string spinner, it's a jerk cord, it's whatever. So we're, we're like, we're like handicapped for not being able to use any of that kind of stuff. Like they just won't let us, which is insane. But cause it doesn't make any sense to me because you're, I can have a mojo on or a lucky, I can have a spinner on, right? So the wings are going, Right. And then yeah. I could pull a pull string and the wings are going. So you're not banning the actual motion that makes the birds come. You're, you're banning the process. Like what, what drives it like insane to me, but I'm not in charge. So I just yeah, yeah. do what I, hunt with what I can, <laughs> but logic, like logic is not coming in there at all. So, so much for that. Is there anything uh, is there anything this year you're looking forward to using that you didn't get a chance to use last year or something that you liked any piece of gear or anything that you know comes to mind that you know that saved your saved your bacon? Uh, yeah, I mean I, those uh, the FA goose floaters look really good. I didn't have a chance to try them out last year, so I'm looking forward to oh, using okay. those, um, seeing seeing how they do. The, That's probably my number one. Okay, cool. That's good. That's good. The, uh, um, well, now now that you're, when you were talking about, like, freezing and being in the toolies and doing all that and kind of sitting in the brush, the first thing I thought of, and I didn't say it at the time, but I'll bring it back up, is, so if you, if you look at a couple pieces of our clothing, if you look at, like, the heavyweight clothing, like, you look at, say, the, the waiter jacket or... I know you wear the vest and a couple other things. So if you look on some of those heavier garments, there's two little pockets in the back. Uh, and they're kind of hidden unless you, you know, aren't looking for them. You don't see them. But there's two little pockets in the back of the jackets. And those are for, like, putting in a set of hot hands or a hand warmer. And when you put your jacket on, then it kind of sits right over your kidneys where all the blood's pumping through and everything's going through and it kind of warms your core so so next time you're sitting there freezing you know pop those little suckers in and do that because that's like and that that's off of an old school thing you know when and i don't know if you ever saw one but an, like an old school kidney belt i don't know if you ever saw one of those but basically it was it was the same thing it looked like a looked like a flat fanny pack right but you could put like hand warmers in it and then turn it around and put it on your kidneys and it would warm your core just right up. So that's one of the, that's one of the cool things you being in a colder environment that we ended up doing. We ended up also doing like the front pockets on the jackets, you know, putting a little pocket inside the pocket for your hand warmers too. So a, you don't get them wet when, if your hands are wet and you put them in your pockets, keeps them away from the hand warmers so they stay warm and dry. So we did that as well. So hopefully that's, you know, a small feature for a cold environment, you know, when you need it. So we're always trying to go like an extra, you know, extra step on certain things just so, you know, obviously you won't be using them in the warm weather, but when you need it, they're there. So hopefully that's something you can kind of get using and, and be like, oh man, I'm glad that's there. 
So I have had guys tell me that, which I'm super excited about because it's actually there for a reason. It's there when you need it. So it's like a little, little life jacket. So hopefully you'll get to use that. Um, yeah, ho- hopefully sooner rather than later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, right? Hopefully everything kicks in and we get ready for the season and it's coming. <laughs> All right, we're yeah. talking to Matt, High Prairie Sportsman. You can check him out, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. You can just find him. He's going to get the podcast up and running, which is going to be the Foul Front podcast. He's, he's taking that over so he can keep that going. Um, so that's all well and cool. So go subscribe, go see him. He's got some cool videos up. Is there anything else you want to hit Matt or talk about? I'm, I'm always game to talk about anything. So I don't know if there was anything else you want to hit or chat about. Uh, do you have any other plans, uh, other than waterfowl? You chasing anything else this fall or summer? I know Josh is out there chasing squirrels right now. Josh and the squirrels like okay so (laughs) but but that's awesome like he always has other stuff he's got fish like I just fish in the summer for like I fish in the summer to take my son and we just get out like just to pass the time right you can't basically shoot anything else here in the summer other than pigeons I will be chasing the pigeons like I'm excited about that and we got a little surprise coming there so I'm excited about that and it just keeps you shooting as well you know what I mean so so that I'm excited for uh, I am like a secret, like crazy about crows. I love shooting crows. That is like, I, I listen, I have absolutely never shot a deer like 100%. I could care less, never done it, have zero desire to do it. Like I don't care. So, so that's like out the door, but if it has wings, like crows to me is such such a different game how smart they are their eyesight like what they do how they're like their condition man it's just a bird that drives me nuts so i i love doing that so and we don't start here till like fall starts so that's out so i'm just like sitting here scratching my head so i gotta wait but we'll see we'll see we'll see if there's any listen if there's crows in nebraska when i come over there it's on (laughs) Oh, you should hit the migration about perfect. I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna tell Hunter and those guys at uh, Whiskey Slews. I'm gonna be like, "Hey, um, I need you guys to get some crow decoys down there." And and he's gonna be like, <laughs> "He's gonna be what?" Because I asked him that when I first talked to him. He must have thought, he must have thought like, "What is this goober asking me about?" Because I said, "Is there a lot of crows down there?" And he was like, "What?" I said, yeah, crows, you know, the black ones, caca, caca, like I was busting his ass, right? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, there's a, there's a pretty good amount down here. And I go, oh, I said, you better watch out. I said, because if I put you guys on a, on a crow hunt, your, your guys' head will blow right off your body. You'll be like, oh, my God, this is unreal. So, so, yeah, maybe we'll have to get in one. And I know Josh might come over, too. So if that's the case, I'm going to put all you guys on one so you can see what that's all about. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be in the Crow Militia in no time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, and here's the other thing. You know, this is the other thing that people don't understand. Like, crows are egg stealers and nest thieves and all that, too. So so keeping them in check is actually plus positive on, you know, the breeding cycle for the ducks and everything else. So that's definitely another plus, you know, that it will help if you start clearing those out a little bit, you know, especially around where they're nesting or whatever, you know what I mean? If there's, if there's a lot of crows around, man, they'll figure out where the nests are and they'll be right in on it. So yeah, that's definitely something that I, I kind of always keep in the back of my mind and why I, and maybe that's why I, I don't want to say I hate them, but I do hate them, but maybe that's why I hate them so much as I kind of, I'm chasing that, try to help it out. So who knows? So uh, will you be, will you be doing anything else this fall? Like, do you chase, uh, like you're going to chase deer and everything else or what is you, what is your focus? Yeah. I always, uh, always shoot a deer just for me. Oh, um, so I, I usually go out at least one weekend during rifle season. If I don't see a nice buck, I just shoot a doe during muzzleloader. Um, been putting in for an antelope tag. Hopefully this is finally the year been putting in for seven years now. Oh my God. So fingers crossed we can draw my dad and I and, get our first antelopes together oh my god you can go over to wyoming there and shoot i don't know how many you can shoot a pile of antelope does over there my god 
That's what I hear. We've got some in Nebraska too, so hopefully, hopefully we can get on some. That's crazy that it's that that much of a wait for a draw on that. Is there not many antelope there? There, it just depends on the area, Jeez. and I think we're putting in for more a more contested area. There's oh, not I got a you. lot of tags given out. Yeah, and you guys are trying to shoot a decent one, I would think, if you're going to go through all that trouble and wait all those years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. Hopefully we can find a couple. Oh, that'll be cool. That will be cool. Shoot a couple speed goats. That'll be fun. Yeah. Well, good. Well, then, listen, I appreciate you coming on, chit-chatting. We'll be doing more as we get going. So, And, and everybody that, that is a, you know, a subscriber and a listener to FA and, and watches us will you know, now start, you know, if they haven't started, you know, kind of click over to your stuff and watch you, and hopefully you meet up and we do some – you know, combine stuff and do a bunch of stuff together. So, yeah, I mean, we got lots of stuff coming and and lots of content to pop out. So hopefully folks will be all about it, watching watching you, watching us, everybody together, and, and the whole deal. So Matt at High Prairie Sportsman, if you guys want to check him out, go to the channel, go to his social pages, follow him, subscribe, do the whole deal. Do what you're supposed to, you know. Help a brother out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank you appreciate you having me on here yeah but listen i'm sure we'll talk again and like i said if not well we'll definitely talk again but we'll definitely talk before we get there and and do the whole thing in uh in nebraska and get all pumped up and get everything we need we get squared away all right all right sounds good awesome matt appreciate it buddy thank you and i'll talk to you soon all right sounds good buddy. all right thanks bye bye that's matt high prairie sportsman joining us on the fa podcast uh he's got lots of cool videos different stuff you know and lots of stuff in the cold which i love watching i enjoy that because it's just it's just something i don't get a ton of and i love i love watching it so yeah check him out uh subscribe and go check him and what he's got going if you need anything from us and you got questions or you're looking for gear or you got anything hit us up at fabrand.com is the website you can go there you can go to our youtube channel and check out our web series which is you know us chasing birds up in canada and across the states uh, i don't know what episode we're on now 10 somewhere in there so you can go and check any of the past episodes out and subscribe and check that out and all our social pages and you can follow us and like us and all that so Big shout-outs to uh, the folks that travel around with us and help us out, and that's Federal Ammunition and, and the guys at Weatherby and, of course, Rogers Sporting Goods. So big shout-outs to everybody there. Uh, appreciate you checking in. It's the FA Podcast. I'm Mario. I'm out.